0: Hello and welcome to This Way Up. Hi, I'm Rebecca Roundtree. In this series, I talk to a number of leading women in the creative industry, looking specifically at the good, the bad and the ugly of their career. I believe it's by sharing frank stories that we can collectively support each other. It's those valuable insights that make the journey up a little less hard. First up, we have another special from Can Lions where I interviewed Aisha Dadrell. Aisha is the CEO of Crave, an advertising agency that she founded at a tender age of 26. In this interview, I uncover the stories behind her success and what it takes to start your own agency. We talk about the importance of staying true to yourself, the art of asking the right questions, and how to be heard in a business meeting when you might be the youngest and the only female in the room. That's enough from me, let's go straight to Aisha. So the way we do things for This Way Up is to start very much at the beginning and um, how you started in life and then go all the way to where you are now and your agency um, but also talk about your Can Lions talk, which I want to hear all about. So where, where did you grow up? Just I was going
1: to make the joke of saying it's a really short story. <laughs> that would be awkward. Um, I grew up in West London. Yeah. Uh my parents are both from the north of India. Right. They came to the UK many moons ago, but didn't, didn't come with all the help in the world and have worked incredibly hard. So we yeah. grew up in, there were three of us then, we grew up in West London and yeah. had a great time really. Fresh air fun kids, yeah, outside all the time.
0: An love appreciation for the
1: world. I, we grew up listening to everything, but right. I My parents are quite musicky people. Do right. not ask me to sing because that I won't. would be horrible.
0: <laughs> I mean, though, well, I'm sure at the beginning of a podcast, that's always good to sort of hear a little bit of <laughs> singing, <laughs> a little, little bit of jazz dancing, <laughs> a little bit of tap. Um,
1: love, music was always around yep. us. I have an older brother who listened to everything. He went from listening to proper hip hop to. Everything, like, we were growing up when Nirvana, Green Day, right. were all having a great time, so it was... And then we'd go for a drive with my parents and we'd be going from Frank Sinatra to Bob Marley to Aretha Franklin. Yeah. We were always all over the place. We all grew up loving music.
0: Nice.
1: Um, so I grew up in West London, fresh air fun, happy yeah. times, um, went to a very polite school, didn't know that the jobs that I've had in my career now existed. Right. I definitely would never have been spoken to about... Marketing in a mm-hmm. record label. Um, but equally had a great time at school. Yeah. We were lucky. It was a good a good time. And went to uni, yeah. did psychology, completely unrelated wow. to anything that I do now. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Can... Yeah, I don't know. I think by that time I'd kind of got the bit in my teeth and realised that there was actually the music industry and you could actually do that. Yeah, And um, psychology seemed like a good... Look, this means that I'd I done, done sciences at A-level. Right. i have kind of gone, this is a good thing to do because it's sort yeah. of science-y. It kind of is about yeah. people. I really like that. Right. And it means I get a degree. And in the meantime, I can figure out how on earth I make this music thing happen. Unfortunately, yeah. it happened.
0: Well, tell us how it happened. But I also want to come back to psychology because I'd love to hear how that's helped you um, oh. throughout your career. But we'll, we'll come back to that. Don't worry, I, I'll make a mental note. <laughs> so... So how did you get to such a very difficult industry to get into?
1: Honest to God, persistence. Right. I really think it's, it's such an, uh, sometimes an uninspiring thing to say maybe, and people maybe find no. it frustrating, but I honestly think it's persistence. I am someone who didn't know, categorically yeah. did not know that this role of marketing in a record label existed. I didn't know what that was. Yeah. Finding an email address... And badgering that email and badgering it like a, a, an info at and just going on and on and on at this email address, and yeah. finally getting a response to get an internship interview. Where uh, Mercury? When it was Mercury, right? Um, that's how I did it. And then again, it comes up so much at the time. It's like you get that opportunity, and then I really am a firm believer. You make you make it what it becomes. I yeah. think you know anyone can go in and have and and. Be there as an intern. I remember the first day that I went in. I knew that I had badgered to get even an interview, Mm. and I walked into the label. and I remember there were a group of interns already there, and it was kind of a bit weird because they're the the true crew and they've been there for a little while. and I walked over and I introduced myself. and Weirdly, one of the first questions one of the people asked me was, "Oh, how did you? So how did you get your internship?" and I said, "Oh, you know, I badgered on an email and." um, eventually I got an interview and then I got the thing and here I am it's really exciting I said how did you get it expecting a similar story and she goes oh my dad uh, is Such a the kid. head of blah 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 bank and, blah, blah, blah. and yeah. I was like wow I didn't know
0: that I didn't even think yeah. that you
1: I didn't even think that that was a
0: thing that wow. you could have so that got to the same place quite a lot in advertising, but it seems like in music industry the A hell of a lot. I think it's better shame. in music
1: now than it used to be. Well, they have
0: to, right? But Yeah, yeah. right.
1: Well, I mean, there's so many people that call you out on it now, but mm. but I remember walking in, she'd been like, oh, that's wild that that can happen. Yeah. But also great that I did it off the back of nothing and had to kind of figure it out and just yeah. realised that now my foot's in the door. Yeah. I don't know. You can. You. I think you do make every opportunity what it is. You yeah. have to go for it and put your foot in the door and, and yeah. push the door open. I think.
0: No, I think uh, that's absolutely right, and I think I wish more kids realise that rather than give up so easily because it's just that does happen.
1: Resilience is tough. It yeah. really is because. For I was just talking to a friend recently. For all intents and purpose, I am a very resilient person. Mm. I'd say that resilience is something that I have on my side for sure. Yeah. But. You know, granted, the challenges are different when you run a business, but... Resilience is tough. Even yeah. when you're a naturally quite a resilient soul, you always have those times where you stop and go, oh, for fuck's sake, can really? you just give me can a break? I can, can I just catch a break? Can yes. I just have a minute? Can it just yes. be easy for no. a second?
0: And that's fair enough. Uh, but yeah. yeah, getting into music, it was genuinely a case of banging on some doors. Internship, then on to sort of marketing manager. How does it? So I, ginger, I, got, I
1: got a little bit lucky. Um, and this is why I say, I think you have to ask the right questions. You have to... Right. Speak to people and make it have so much of the time. You go in as an intern, and it's not just music, it's anywhere. You go to an agency, and it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The agency or the label at Universal, where I'd gone, there's numerous labels in a building and they're yeah. all on different floors. Why would you not go and speak to people? I'm there to learn, I want to ask questions and if you are kind enough to give me 2 minutes of your time but that 2 minutes fueled me it's going to go and have a different conversation Absolutely. like that's my career moving yeah. just because i wasn't scared to go and have some conversations mm. i think so much of the time people stay in the place that they've been put yeah because um, they're too scared or they've right. been brought
0: up in that way. Not right, just And so
1: exactly. Things. Not to ask questions and yeah. to push things a little bit and be a bit curious. Yeah. Yeah, I got very lucky. And actually, it was the first time that I really understood yeah. that the person that is above you is very important. Yeah. Because when I first got to Ireland, the then marketing director took me under her wing. And I think, actually, I was exposed to a lot of things. I, I learned a lot very quickly. And I, to this day, will always say... You know, if I didn't, if I hadn't have had that time at Island, I probably wouldn't have Crave now. Mm. So much of what I learned, I didn't go there with any marketing experience. Someone took a punt on me and went, mm, yeah. "She's interesting. Let's give her a chance."
0: And do you think that's because you were also willing to learn?
1: Yeah. a Yeah, definitely. I think I say this, I've said this so many times in like conversations that I have, even within Crave, is that you—it's ha- about asking the right questions. Mm. You know. I think you have to ask questions. You have to be willing to ask a question, which means you have to be willing to go, I don't know the answer to that. I think a lot of the time, the kind of attitude that we peddle is that you f- fake it until you make it. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. Whereas I probably sit at the opposite end of that as an entire belief. I'm like, why would you fake it? Mm. No one knows all the answers. It's fine yeah. to go, I don't know the answer, but do you know what? I'm a
0: really fast learner.
1: Yeah. Tell me the answer. I've got this. Yeah.
0: Why would you not do that rather yeah. than pretend? and that's quite rare. It's really and difficult. I think, um, and I think that's very good that you can do that. Mm. I think there are a lot of people that probably don't do that because you know, they're just af- afraid of, one, being seen as not as good mm. and, two, of the kind of failure element to it, and being vulnerable. And I think it takes I a lot of guts so. to, to be vulnerable. Maybe, but I,
1: just, I think if we taught more young people that, yeah. you know, people that are coming into creative industries now... Think it would have a great impact absolutely on the type of candidate that you get as well so what would you say to them ask more or questions ask more questions don't be afraid don't yeah. be afraid to ask questions mm. i've in some regards it took for me to start crave to realize like no one's yes the director of anr is a scary person yeah and the president of the label is a scary person i get it they are but also they're just people yes like they are still just people And that doesn't yeah. that's not said with naivety of not of not recognising no, that there's a, absolutely there's right. appropriateness, you yeah. know. You don't walk in <laughs> in the middle of a meeting. And hug them or right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you do find an opportunity yeah. to, uh, to have a conversation with that yeah. person. I remember, you know, the most senior people at, at Universal. I don't see a reason that you wouldn't have a conversation with those people yeah. if you're in a lift with them. It's kind of like, no one wants to be in a lift and stand in silence. It's all good.
0: And can you give me a good example of that? Actually, of like
1: in terms of having done that,
0: and it yeah, of like you know, were you are you ever afraid, or does it just happen naturally that you sort of speak to someone's quite high up or whatever, and you just go, "Do you know what? I'm just going to ask that question."
1: I don't know if I've ever actually you no. Know, well, that's a really good question. I think I've probably experienced maybe not that, but something similar to that. Mm-hmm. Since I've had Crave rather than before that, which in, is bizarre because you would think that you go from record labels having a pretty good run and having a good time there. Yeah. And people looking out for you. My, like, you know, I had a good time while I was in the labels. And then you start your own thing. And you'd think that with that, your confidence would gather pace. And it does in many ways. But actually, weirdly, I found at least on a couple of occasions that I've been a little bit quieter in a room than I might ordinarily be just because of the people that are in the room and maybe feeling a little bit like, Ooh, maybe I need to, mm. I need to think a little bit. I need to think a bit first before yeah. I ask a question or I need to, where do I find my, where do I find my place in this conversation? I never had that before.
0: Yeah. Never. So more now at Crave, you're saying. Rather yeah, than strangely, before. but I think that maybe that's unusual. No, I think I was going to say, is it because you care more? It's do you know what? It's actually,
1: I think it's partially that, but it's also... And this is, this is a, a really honest thing to say, and I don't think yeah. many people maybe would... I don't know if many people talk about these things, but I think it's actually because anyone who's been in a place where they've started something yeah, and you get it to a certain place or you achieve certain things that for you were markers where you kind of go, All right, I've done that, that's good, I didn't think I could do that, yeah. or for whatever reason that seemed like a challenge, but we've done that. I think actually... There's a little dip where you you fi- You have a fear that you didn't have before, mm. you know? Like, have I got the right answer? Yeah, is that decision that I'm going to make, is that the right decision? Yeah, When course. you start something, you don't have any of those fears no. because you kind of go, I've got to make it work, I'm going to make it work. It's then sitting in a room full of people and going, mm,
0: am I sure about that opinion? Yeah. Am I sure about that thing? And listening to that voice. Right. And I really want to delve more into Crave because I think it's a really interesting agency, but... But before, I think we need to go back to the timeline, which is, so you were at Island Records. What happened next? I was at Island for, I think, a couple of years. And again, I think
1: I had some lucky nuggets while I was at Island. I always worked on rosters. I went in as a marketing assistant. Yeah. I didn't know anything about marketing. I always had rosters that I really enjoyed the music on. And that was, weirdly, that was everything from, like, I don't know. We had the Sugar Babes and McFly. We had Bombay Bicycle Club. We had The Feeling, which is completely different. But then we had Tio Cruz or a Tinchy Strider, which those, you know, particularly something like a Tinchy, it felt like a, a project that mm. still had a point to prove and had achieved a lot. And then I got really lucky, and we had things like the first Drake album, the first Nicky album. I consistently had a, a lot of different music around me, which nice. was great. But kind of early on... Got the opportunity to speak directly to the president about my opinion yeah. on an imprint deal that they were going to do I mean, and the artists they were going to sign within that. Yeah, and that was great for me. Again, yeah. it, it is about being someone who's not scared to be vocal in the room. Had I not have, I think actually, I think the way that might have happened is I think I went to Darkus and said, "You're talking, you're doing this thing, or yeah. you're talking about this artist, and I don't think it's going to work." Yeah, and I have like I'm for three reasons i'm someone that knows about this thing so this is my opinion mm. and i think off the back of me having the gumption or stupidity to do that when it came to it and that deal got done i was the first person that they sat down and went okay so what, what do you think we should do with this artist and that meant that having only just gone as a marketing assistant i got a bit of an opportunity to mm. take the next step up and this was three four months into
0: being an island. wow And how did you gain that confidence? Or do you think it is to do with confidence or just being yourself? I think it is about being yourself. Mm. Everyone
1: has... We all feel uh, vulnerable and we all lack confidence sometimes, but in certain things and in very specific ways, we all have confidence somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And in different things. I think that you do just have to go in and be yourself. Yeah. But if you have an opinion, share it. What's the worst that's going to happen? Someone's going to go... That's not your place. Well, then, as a senior person in any business, they're a bit of a donut because you should never be that person yeah. that shuts down a junior member of staff. Surely, we should all strive Absolutely. for a culture that encourages that.
0: I could, I could not agree more. And also, they don't have to take that advice, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> Just no point. Like, encourage right. them to say something. I completely and then... agree.
1: But actually, in, my, in that example, for having, as I said, the gumption, all the stupidity. Yeah. Actually, in the end, it meant that I sat down with the presidents and said, hey, this is my opinion about this thing. Why don't we talk about it? Yeah. And, and as a result, I then went on and uh, product managed those projects, Yeah, which meant that for the first time I was, you know, I'd spent a few months looking at artwork and having to deal with designers and thinking about photographers and thinking about the positioning and really understanding what audience we were going for with that artist. You're exposed to that if you're in the marketing team. Yeah and as a marketing assistant. But it's very different doing it yourself, Mm. as with anything. I, just for speaking up and having an opinion, managed to do that really early on, and it was supported. I mean, that's a testament to the people that were there at the time, Mm. but it was supported.
0: Very good. And then what what made you move? Because it sounded like the perfect Um,
1: job. It was a perfect job. Sometimes you can peak too soon, though. I had genuinely felt, like going into music, I had genuinely gone in going... If I get to Ireland, that is my career just made. Right, and um, it happened a lot sooner than I thought it would. And I think also, you know, going back full circle to humble beginnings, my parents are my parents are self employed. Yeah, uh, they started a company from Diddley Squat, and now it's a, a company mm. that still does incredibly well. And so I think I kind of got to a point in music where I was like, well, there's still glass ceilings here, and I don't know if I want something else to give me a glass ceiling Ooh, I think I want to find that glass ceiling on my own you know if I've got if I've got I want to find my weaknesses and I want to find my shortcomings and I want to find the things I'm really good at but I don't want someone telling me that I can't do yeah. this or that's not my job I kind of don't yeah. want that in the, in the kind of the long term of my career
0: and on that because you made a massive leap because I'm guessing after consulting that's when you started Crave I started Crave yeah wild leap so tell, tell me a bit more about Crave and what you do at Crave. So Crave is a creative agency. And actually, this yep.
1: conversation happens at a pretty interesting time for Crave. Okay. Crave is a creative agency. And similarly to my approach to consultancy, I, I'm, I'm quite a self-aware person, I think. And okay. I, I probably apply that to my work. I started Crave because there was an opportunity to do some work with Google. Okay. And I remember feeling like, look... Oh, I was 26. First client, Google, start whatever this ends up being. How often can you walk in and go, hey, we work with Google. And for all the things that might work against me when I walk into a room, all of which I'm infinitely aware of, of any of those things that might work against me, actually, you kind of can't muscle with that. You go, I used to work in these places. Now I've got Google that are working with us. So you yeah. should at least listen to me for a second. Yeah. And that, that paid off, I guess. But the same way that my approach to consultancy was kind of let it happen, see what happens. Mm. I did the exact same thing with Crave. You think that it's, you know, at first it is your baby. Yeah. You think that it's everything. And you think that it's your entire life. And then you get to a place, I think you get to the other side of the, the hill and you kind of go, okay crave is this yeah. but then there's these things that I'm interested in I'm still that complex person that I was when I was at Ireland and I wanted to comment on all these other things mm. that were not my remit. I'm still that person yeah. and whilst crave has given me plenty of challenges I'm sure there are going to be times where I look at uh, something else and I go oh, I think I could be good at that or I'm, I'm quite interested in that yeah. I'd, like to, I'd like to be able to make a contribution to mm. that thing um, but the, for the first time in my life I can look at all of those things and go well look I think a certain part of fear has gone away you yeah. know? now I really do think what's the worst that can happen firstly mm-hmm. and secondly I didn't think I could get to here yeah. and irrespective of what here looks like yeah. I didn't think I'd get here yeah. and so it'll be fine
0: one way or the other it'll be fine do you think there are certain things that got you to thinking that way? Is it to do with the work, the compliments you got from the clients? No,
1: it's to do with having plenty of opportunities or times or people around you that might have felt like you weren't going to get there. Right. I, think, I, I can name and I can literally reel off stories about the number of times I've gone into meetings and dependent on who the, per- the member of the team that I've taken into the meeting with me is, the person that we're seeing will speak to them, assuming that I'm just a PA that's there to write notes. Wow, that's quite I can, big. I can, you know, that has happened frequently.
0: Is that I think, a man that you bring in from your team or? Yeah,
1: I yeah. mean, the obvious, I hate to say it, but the obvious no, but one is happens. you take a, you take a, a white male right. into a meeting and inevitably that person is perceived as... He's the the, boss. the leader or the boss or the person mm-hmm. that's really in charge of that meeting. Unfortunately, I'm I'm quite good with these things. I don't take those things personally. It doesn't upset
0: me. It won't. It what doesn't do you really bother do you do me. Counteract it yeah, because I, at I, some point you need to sort of say, "Hey, you
1: know." Yeah, but do you? Because at the end yeah. of the day, if you can, you can have that conversation with the person in the room yeah. that you want to speak to. I have to know that ultimately. The decision's still mine. Yeah. The decision about whether or not we're going to do it for that tiny budget yeah. that you're pretending that is all that you have. The decision <laughs> is still mine as to whether or not we do it. So yeah. you can speak to that person as much as you like, mm. but ultimately that person has to come and speak to me. Yeah. And whether you recognize that or not, it's yeah. kind of irrelevant. I think, you know, you can you can get yourself caught up with all the wrong things. I could very easily be offended by those mm. things. They are The the list, as I said, of those examples is long. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, and and that was the case before I'd even left music. There was someone who sat me down and said, look, let's be honest, because you're a woman and because you're a woman of colour, you're never going to be a marketing director, let alone a president of a record label. I could have walked out of that room broken and Mm. having absolutely zero ambition left.
0: Um, But I think you... Yeah, I agree with you in the sense that you sort of, so it's quite clear that you sort of say, it's about to step forward. If you don't yeah. want to be on that train with me, it's not my problem, that kind of thing. But I guess as a sort of sidestep a little bit, um, would you like to do something to change this? Or Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And look, how, how best is it
1: to, it's to a really it? it this is a really difficult one. Yeah. I never understood. So the first two years of Crave, as I was saying, yeah. I learned so much that I was completely engrossed in this business. Yeah. It was all of my waking hours and it was all my non... The times I was meant to be sleeping, it was all of those hours too. There was no space for me to think about anything else. And then as I started to feel like, okay, rest a little bit. Not rest, but kind of relax. This isn't the end of the world. Everything's going to be fine. Actually, this is working. Everything's okay. I took my head up and looked around and just went, oh, there's lots of things actually that I've learned. And see it to be it, I, I, I kind of felt the penny dropped with see it to be it for me. I'd never really understood that. I didn't really understand this notion that if you don't see someone who looks like you, sounds like you, that you can relate mm. to in a position that you aspire to be in, whether that's in your career or anything else, if you can't see that person, yeah. how on earth do you start to believe that you can be that person? Yeah. I, that had never even been on my radar. Never.
0: Yet. Yeah, you I just didn't... hadn't. And then yeah.
1: we kind of got to the end of year two with Crave and the challenges were very different. It was being challenged in different ways. And I, and I remember that happening and just going, oh, that actually matters. And then I remember I was always, all the industries that I had, you know, music's very male heavy. Yeah. I'd then gone into having this creative agency and all the, all the clients that we were talking to, majority it was guys. Yeah you have to you know you can't change the world unless you take baby steps everyone has to take a baby step so i remember as i was growing the team i think it was year three as i was growing the team i remember having a very serious conversation about just going i just might employ only women i might Mm. just employ only women and then realize that that's also not a good in the same way that you know talking about gender equality we can all sit on panels and talk about it for hours but a that achieves nothing and b if you don't invite men oh yeah who are at least 49% of the problem, if not the whole problem. But if you don't invite them to the table...
0: You know, how is it going to change? How do we change anything? So I
1: very quickly realised that that's not the solution. But yeah, of course these are things I want to change. I've become now way more aware of the fact that... You know, I grew up in a house where I didn't realise that I was not white. That sounds so ridiculous. But I never walked around going... Oh, I'm Asian. That yeah. means that's Y and Z. Yeah, I'm right. very in touch with my culture. I know exactly who I am and where I'm from. But I never no. received it as a as a yeah a and debilitating thing. No, um, and but and you shouldn't. That's I was very lucky that I haven't. However, now yeah, I realise that you come to something like Can Lions, and for all of its brilliance, yep. actually, I just was before I was walking over here was watching a panel and. There were no women on that panel. There were no people of colour on really? that panel. Gosh.
0: And this, it's 2018. These are things that we're all talking and about And also, so they're much. very conscious of it. At Ken Lyons. Why is it?
1: I mean, they're generally brilliant at these things. They're doing a, a lot, as are, most, as are most of these events, doing a lot more to, to, to change those things. Yeah. And it's, these things take time to change, it obviously. Yeah. I mean, to counteract that, Naomi Campbell was on stage this morning yeah, and she was I talking about it. the fact... These exact things about, you know we've got to make the changes and we're starting to see the changes yeah. and that's brilliant. But yeah, I think everyone, particularly if you can relate to those yeah. things, I didn't have anyone holding my hand and doing
0: me favours. No.
1: And, and, and I, I ha- don't say that as
0: a battle cry. No. I say it's like
1: I've realised that that's a, you know, you should, you should be that person.
0: Yeah, and also you you managed to do quite a lot on your own, which is you know. Formidable. Imagine how much
1: more you can do when all the winds are going in your direction.
0: Yeah, you know? or uh, how much more it would be if you had those really empowering yeah. clients yeah. or mentors. I mean, uh, do you have a mentor? Do no, you... that's so funny that you ask. Mentors,
1: I for a long time I thought I wish I, have a, I, wish I had a mentor. Yeah, interestingly. There's plenty of people that come to me for that role in their lives. Uh, There's plenty of people that will sit me down and go, can I pick your brain about this problem that I'm having in my career or this thing that I'm... I'm, I've been offered this job, what do you think I should do? How do I negotiate? Blah. Um, There's plenty of people that come to me for that, but I've never had people or a person that I can go to for that. Obviously, my parents are self-employed. I always have them to bounce things off, Mm. but... They don't understand... The the industries that we're in are so no, wholly different. Yeah. That understanding and that support yeah. and that guidance and that advice can only go so far. So, no, I've not had a mentor. Yeah. But this is what I mean, you know... Uh, I don't say that with any upset or woe is me, but imagine yeah. if I had... If those barriers didn't exist mm. and if I had a mentor... And if all the other things just happen to,
0: yeah, you know. Yeah, a lot more. And I, I think this is a good time to maybe talk about what's the next stage for you and also Crave, because if you're saying, oh, I wish, whether it's a co-founder or a mentor or that kind of thing, is that what's next for you? Or I, you, Honestly, this
1: conversation comes at a time when I'm really looking at those things right now. One of the things that I, in taking the approach that I took to Crave, in not really knowing what it was going to be, yeah. I didn't hang our hats as an agency on anything. I didn't right. say, we are the specialist in blah, come to us for this thing. Right. I kept it very loose quite intentionally mm-hmm. with the same approach that I took when I was a consultant of going, well, we'll see what clients we get and that will kind of guide who we are really. Yeah. And now we're in that place where that's happened. We've allowed the clients to guide us. I've got a better sense of what we are, who we are, what we're good at. Mm-hmm. And now we need to hang our hats on something. And we're literally just standing at the juncture of, this is the hat that we're hanging, yeah. this is what we're brilliant at, this is where we're the expert mm-hmm. and this is what you should really come to us for. Um, that thing of going, what am I good at? Yeah. Crave is in this place, that's fine. What am I good at? Yeah. I think that's the interesting bit right now because mm. the thing that I've learned, I, went, I started Crave probably not believing I'd ever not have Crave. Now I think I've realised that whether you have Crave or not is irrelevant. It's more just that you don't, you don't have to be, it doesn't just have to be that one thing, you know, your interests. It doesn't evolve. have to define you. Is what yeah, you're trying to say. It's exactly. Really,
0: it's really important. And I think it, whether you have your own business or not, I think a lot of people could learn from that lesson. Because I remember very much. Thinking at one agency that I worked at, I was like, this is me, this is who I am, this is my identity. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And it was just like, I'm crazy. Yeah, and then I but was honestly, miserable but, because but of it. I think that is so relatable. Mm. I think so many
1: people feel like that. And there's a real fear of not necessarily walking away from a thing, because certainly it's not a conversation about walking away from no. it, obviously. <laughs> but more just, you know, particularly when you're working in, in an agency or a big yeah. brand or a record label. You so allow yourself to become that. There's a fear of of walking away. I remember when I left Universal, and mm. someone actually said to me, oh, will be honest, did you get fired?" And I was like, "What? <laughs> no." But the the point was, I must be absurd to walk away from oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So the only real exp- the only possible yeah. explanation, is that I got fired. But so I think, yeah, it's that thing of not just
0: not allowing not. Not being defined by Mm. the thing. I think you touched on something quite important here, uh, which I see time and time again as a theme, and one of the reasons why I wanted to start this way up about that person who said, Oh, did you get fired? (laughs) Uh, What's interesting is uh, what's happening in society, and tell me if I'm wrong, but sometimes people think if you follow your own voice or your own, you know, what you want to do in life people go, well, that's not right. Mm. And uh, and that's strange, because I guess we've just been so conformed, and, you know, pushed within uh, society to sort of conform and to just obey by the rules and yeah. that kind of thing. Do you find that's the case? Did you have yeah. supports from your friends or... Did you have that scepticism? Yeah, 100%, both things. There were
1: some people that were really supportive. I think, and again, this is something that most people can feel. Mm. You have those people in your life that love you unconditionally and they're going to go, you're going to be great, it's going to be amazing, yeah. you've got this, you'll be fine. And then you've got those people, your parents oftentimes, <sighs> who go, are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? My dad, probably to this day, will probably say, are you sure you don't want to just go do med school or something? <laughs> med- you know, like... Oh. I think you always have both of those people, yeah. but definitely, definitely, there are there are always people that discourage you from listening to yeah to what your gut is telling you. I, I think that's another really good lesson. Yeah, uh, sometimes we, some people say quite quite comfortably. Like, you know, I'm all I've always been someone who said I trust my gut. Yeah, I do just trust my gut.
0: Yeah, and you seem to to do well. Or you listen. You can sometimes sort of... and and look. Sometimes it's it's. Completely off. Yeah.
1: But for the most part, I trust my gut, and it's good. I'm good. Yeah. I think we think that that's a type of person, but actually it's just because we've been taught so much to maybe not trust our gut or yeah, not absolutely. listen to that inner voice. It's not that I'm a type of person that's so brilliant because I, I trust my gut. It's actually more just that if we all just listen to ourselves from time to time, maybe we'd be better off. Oftentimes, a mm. little voice inside you that says, run off the cliff, start a company... Maybe that's really what you're meant to do. And if it's not going to work, it's not going to work. But you tried it. Yeah. I think the idea of um, regretting something for me is far more detrimental to my that's, happiness.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, the idea of feeling like I wanted to do that thing, but I didn't do it because I was too scared. I think yeah. I'd be far more disappointed in that person <laughs> than in the person that tried and it didn't work.
0: Yeah. So you're going to sure. keep trying and see where it gets you. Exactly. So I think this might be a good time to like stop because I feel like I've got a really good idea of you as you are and your company, but also uh, all, all the things that sort of, all these really interesting nuggets that we can all learn from. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm glad you feel there are some nuggets. Thank you for listening to this episode of This Way Up. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Please look out for more empowering interviews in the weeks to come. like to know more or want to receive the following podcast straight to your inbox, go to www.thiswayup.io. Or you can also show your support by following This Way Up on Instagram. Exact links in the show notes. But that's it from me. Until next time.